Welcome to a special guest episode of Retrain Your Brain, the podcast where we give you the tools as well as the tips to be well. Today, I'm joined by award-winning coach, training director of the Coaching Academy, and all-round inspiration and wonderful friend, Sharon Lawton. Thank you so much for joining me, Sharon. Thank you, Audrey. Lovely introduction. It's my pleasure to be with you. This season, I have been talking a lot about lockdown and because it's lifting now, who better than asking the experts for their advice on how we can actually begin to cope. But we get kept up at night as well. We get stressed. We get upset. So my first question is a little bit more of a curveball. What's been keeping you up at night recently? A really good question. Because um, we know, don't we, as practitioners, that we, you know, we are our first client. So we've got to walk our own talk all of the time. And I think there's a misconception that, you know, if you are doing this as a profession, that you've got it all sorted. We're on this sort of roller coaster of life, you know. So sometimes, yeah, it's all great. But just like everybody else, sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm sort of like on the, on the downward stretch of that roller coaster. I would say definitely... Um, the future of my kids and I just think at the moment you know they have had we've all had but they have had a real impact on their education which is going to be something that's going to be with them for a really long time it's going to also impact on potentially their work um you know sorts of achievements it sometimes it's just that little bit of that unknown what if so what are your best tips for changing the focus from overthinking onto something positive and generating positive emotions and choosing the state of happiness. I think so many, so many times, you know, we, we can look at sort of professionals and read books and it's almost like we're being told a story that if only you just think positively, then everything will be okay. And it's not quite as simple as that, is it? It is important for us to, you know, to, to, before we do the reframe is to notice what's not serving us where our thoughts are concerned so it's almost like it's almost counterintuitive so we need to focus on the unhelpful thoughts to bring them to our attention so that when we do have them we notice them because if we if if we're you know not conscious of them then we won't notice them then we can use great strategies like, you know, for example, the stop strategy. Stop, I've got negative thoughts. You know, take a moment to sort of think about it. You know, sort of think about, you know, uh, uh, what options do I have in the moment here? And then, you know, sort of like, okay, so play, you know, sort of like, let's, let's, move, let's move forward. So, you know, notice the negative thoughts, what's not working. So things like should, ought, can't, must, um, you know, all of those notice those when we start noticing them is to tell us right stop I'm going into negative thinking so how could I reframe this what what's helpful what's you know and controlling the controllables no good worrying about something that we have absolutely no control over so stop what can I control right now what can I do or what could I do to move forward and then sort of press play if you like and 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 then choose another way to be I love that brilliant acronym, STOP. And I actually think it's very important that STOP is something that we learn to say to ourselves, even if we have to say it out loud, because just saying it out loud means that it changes the train of thought so we don't 
allow that thought to run away with us. Another thing that's really important to uh, the feeling of well-being is feeling energized. We become who we surround ourselves with. You know, so some people, they suck the energy, the positive energy out of us and out of the room. You know the type. Oh, just, yeah. Oh, God, you know, like you just know, or you just feel like really drained or worse after you've engaged with them. And there are some people who just radiate positivity and energy. But we want to surround ourselves with as many radiators as possible, you know, because that, you know, we need to create that tribe around us that are emulating that positivity and that well-being, the people that are championing us. Because sometimes yeah. we find, and I found on my journey, and I've distanced myself and given my, myself permission to distance myself, sometimes there are people in our lives and they might be so-called friends or colleagues or, you know, that they'll say, what do you want to do that for? Oh, you know, like they're real sort of negative Nellies, you know? They, it's almost like they keep us stuck in our little box. And, and I would ask people to ask themselves, maybe what is it that benefits the other person by you being stuck in that sort of place where they don't want you to move on from? you know really we want to make sure we're with people that champion our well-being you know so yeah surround yourself with as many radiators as possible it's funny when you were speaking you can actually feel that when you were speaking about the radiators in your life you can hear the passion and the energy in your voice and I was feeling engaged and really energized and then of course you can hear it and when I was thinking about the hoovers the drains I was thinking not only do I have a couple of them but I dread them as well and I can feel it and again if you're listening to this maybe you can feel it now as well that's the difference we need to keep our energy boosted and with that other ways of boosting ourselves up and keeping ourselves feeling brilliant and um, are of course savoring those little things those little wins it doesn't have to be that you've run 5k or anything like that but what are some of your little wins maybe in the last 24 hours sometimes i think as human beings because we we celebrate people's successes and we think oh i'm never as successful as that what we don't look look at is our tiny small wins and i think you're right to sort of really focus on that so for me I focus on getting outside in the fresh air every day as much as I can. So before I come down and log on to my, my laptop, um, I will pop my coat on and I'll go for a walk around. The block. It's literally a 20 minute walk. And I walk around the block. I, I grab a, a coffee from a well-known coffee shop. <laughs> I don't know whether I'm meant to say or not. There are but many anyway. brands. <laughs> so it's a very well-known coffee shop. And, um, you know, that's that's my thing. So that's my little treat um, for the day. And it's become habitual. And I and I really enjoy it. And I do try and get out a second time as well. Um, And it might only be literally around the block, but the fresh air, the change of the environment, the change of my physiology to be able to do that. I'm moving my body. And that way, you know, I'm not I'm not cross with myself because I haven't done you know five hit sessions this week yeah those those small tiny things of just sort of getting out into the fresh air and having a walk so certainly those things and the the other sort of quick wins 
but uh, now is really, really helpful for me is just at, at the beginning of, da- of the day, just to start off with just a, you know, a 15 minute planning session and just say to myself, right, you know, what, what am I focusing on today? Um, so that, uh, you know, and it's realistic. And I think that's the, the, for me, the important thing, break it down into small manageable success chunks rather than thinking, you know, like I've, I've got to get this done and I haven't, so I've underachieved. That's brilliant, brilliant. I love the idea of the planning session because when you haven't planned, whilst you can still get things done, I think we're so much more efficient if we have an idea of at least what we're trying to aim for. Oh, without a doubt. And I, and I do do that, not just in the morning, but I'll also block out little blocks in my diary um, so that I can focus on, on certain things. But it is about giving yourself permission to do that. Because I think sometimes we, again, sort of talking about stories, sometimes we can, you know, we can be living in, in our own story to say, oh, no, I've, I've always got to be there on hand or, or I need to be available or, you know, I'm there to serve, you know, whatever your story is that you're running, we need to give ourselves permission to, to not be available and to, you know, to focus on the task at hand. That brings me to my next question really nicely. Um, A lot of people will listen to this. They will think, actually, yes, I'm going to try the stop technique. I'm going to set my planning. I'm going to go for a walk. And they maybe do it for a couple of days and then suddenly life gets in the way. Now, it can be just we have to put the effort in to change that habit. But some of those bad habits that we're used to because we've done them for so long, they come back. So... Because you're so practical and because you've been giving so much brilliant advice, it's fantastic. Um, what is a bad habit you're guilty of and how do you manage it? Uh, because, you know, I, you know, I'm very driven. So yeah. my my bad habit or I prefer to say a habit that doesn't serve me well. I like that reframing. Because yeah, because we can get caught up in this language is so subjective, isn't it? Good and bad. Yeah. So, so a habit that doesn't serve me well, I guess, is that um, if I'm really, really, you know, sort of focused on a particular project that I want to get off the line, over the line, um, I might skip lunch. Ooh. Yeah. Or, and as a result of that, I will then gorge on something that isn't helpful so I'll then say and I'm running then on empty I'll grab myself a cup of tea mm. and then my maybe like three or four slices of toast and marmalade or half a packet of biscuits you know like I'm saying yeah. it I'm like, like oh Sharon <laughs> but so so that is definitely a habit it's really interesting, you know, if you, again, get your listeners maybe to reflect on this, that, you know, what what is it that, that you stop doing when things aren't going well? And so for me, I know mine is around, definitely around food. So you know, when things are going well, you know, I eat healthily, you know, I, I, I know what, you know, what fuels my body well, because there are certain foods I know that don't fuel my body well and my energy well and that type of stuff. You know, when things are going well, you know, I'll eat all the, you know, the right time. And, you know, I still have, you know, I still have little treats and stuff. I'm not saying, you know, that I don't have treats because I do. But when I'm not looking after my well-being, the thing that I, my, my biggest early warning sign is that my eating changes. And when my eating starts to change, I notice other unhelpful habits start to creep in that, you know, and then it starts to sort of snowball. 
you know, so I, I, I haven't eaten well. So then I sort of think, oh, well, you know, like a, no point going for a walk now either. You know, I might as well have another cup of tea and a biscuit, you know, like that type mm. of thing. Yeah. So really important. So, you know, it is about the identity that's so true and again it's so important to recognize when we're feeling stressed because then we can stop it before it gets started almost the more self-aware we can be audrey in recognizing you know that 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 the, the early warning sign triggers so for me i know it's food for other people it will be other things yeah. um or telling ourselves we're too busy to exercise that's the other one that needs to be a red flag to say, right, okay. Yeah, brilliant. And when you've actually recognised these triggers, so we then need to do something about it because, of course, there's no point recognising something and then just saying, well, I'll do it anyway. But one of the quickest things that um, I know I found useful is a substitution, something I can recognise the unhelpful thought and reach for something that I can either do or think or distract me from engaging with that unhelpful thought any further. One of those things for me would be a positive affirmation or having a an intention for the day or a life motto that I can keep coming back to. So do you have a life motto, a positive affirmation or something that you would use as a substitute that we could try? Well, certainly I'm all for affirmations, you know, like absolutely positive affirmations, you know, uh, positive self to whatever you want to call them every day, every day. So I have my, my one that I say every day in the moment, you know, my sort of reset, if you like, what I will say to myself um, is, so I use stop. What one thing can I do right now that is going to move me towards the person that I am aspiring to be? So am I moving towards or away from? So, you know, so if I'm unhelpful habit, I'm moving away from. So stop, you know, so stop. I, I, I'm eating my third chocolate biscuit. <laughs> Let's just say. Um, right. And then I'll just say, OK, so stop. You know, this is a slippery slope. OK, what can what one thing can I do right now? And it might be just getting up from my desk, you know, walking out of my office, walking up to the top of the stairs and back down again. You know, I have taken myself out of that environment of broken states. We're disassociating with what's going on in the moment. We've changed our physiology. We've changed our body language. And we know that when we change our body language, that affects our emotional state. We change the focus of what we are looking at and what we're focusing on. So it has huge effects. You know, there are so many ways in which we can change that and it affects us, you know, with the power of changing our state. And any of those three things can change our emotional state, you know, our body language, you know, what we're literally looking at and focusing on, you know, the the quality of our thoughts. Because remember, what what we focus on, we notice more of. So if we can break state with that, you know, we can be, as I, you know, as I've said to you before, we can control the controllables then. We can't control everything, but we can control how we respond. And to me, that's the biggest life hack that I ever learned. Thank you so much for such amazing tips. Now, if anyone wants to get hold of you, how can we do that, please? Okay, well, you can look me up on LinkedIn. So I'm Sharon Lawton on LinkedIn. Um, and uh, well, actually, you can get hold of me via the Coaching Academy. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Sharon. Thank you, Audrey. It's been a pleasure.
And that's all we have time for. But as always, Retrain Your Brain is not just about advising you, but giving you the tools to take action. So check out the free content on my YouTube channel, Dr. Audrey Tang, Positive Psychology, or via my website, www.draudreyt.com, and choose to live consciously.